0: Watergate, a turning point for partisan politics and activism in journalism. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for April 3rd, 2021. On this episode of News of the Week with Jason Cousineau, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Fisk, discuss the coincidence that G. Gordon Liddy passed away the same week I'm reading Postgate, how the Washington Post betrayed Deep Throat, covered up Watergate, and began today's partisan advocacy journalism by John O'Connor. Why was Watergate such a watershed moment for American politics and journalism? How did this event change partisanship in the United States and caused an even deeper divide between the two political parties? Have the mainstream news outlets gone too far to make their programs sensationalistic by inducing the public into consistent and constant recreational rage? Who is G. Gordon Liddy, and why should students learn more about Watergate and every other presidential political scandal that has occurred during the past 60 years? By the way, the Fedora Chronicles radio show is brought to you by our listeners. You can either support us by going to patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles or buy our products on zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Once again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Sometimes the universe talks to us through coincidence. I don't know who said that first. I, I don't know if whether or not um, that's something I made up. and <laughs> I forgot that I made it up. Um, it's it's such a great saying that I could not have possibly have made it up. John O'Connor has written this incredible book. I'm uh, a third of the way through it. It's called Postgate. How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. While I'm reading this, one of the most notorious people in politics, G. Gordon Liddy, passed away. I'm just going to just read a little bit from what the Washington Post had said about G. Gordon Liddy. And this is his obituary. And I want to know, who was it who, oh, okay, Michael Dobbs. I wonder if Michael Dobbs really has any idea who G. Gordon Liddy was. G. Gordon Liddy, undercover operative, convicted in Watergate scandal, dies at age 90. G. Gordon Liddy, the undercover operative whose bungling of the Watergate break-in triggered one of the most gravest constitutional crises in American history and led to the resignation of President Richard M. Nixon, died March 30th at his daughter's home in Fairfax County, Virginia, and he was 90. His son, Thomas P. Liddy, confirmed the death, but did not give a cause, saying only that it was unrelated to the coronavirus. A theatrical personality whose event-filled career included more twists and turns than a fictional potboiler. Mr. Liddy was at various times an FBI agent, a jailbird, a radio talk show host, best-selling author, candidate for Congress actor and promoter of gold investments (laughs) the role that he was he was best remembered for was in the plot to bug democratic party headquarters in watergate complex june 1972 um Mr. Leedy's combination of can-do relentlessness, loyalty to to Nixon, and the ends justifies the means philosophy made him a natural fit in a White House determined to get even with the political enemies. At the same time, he was viewed by his supporter as a little nuts in Nixon's phrase. I mean, he just really, he, I'm sorry. I mean, he just isn't well screwed on, is he? The president, (laughs) the president complained to his chief of staff, H.R. Haldeman, a week after the break in. Jeez. Mr. Liddy often boasted of his transformation from a puny, fearful boy to a strong, fearless man, though a through a regime of intense exercise and physical bravado, such as eating rats and holding his hand over a candle until his flesh burned. (laughs) Uh, it wow. also it also goes on to say he developed an early fascination with Nazi Germany, saying that he felt an electrical current surge through his body when he listened to Adolf Hitler on the radio to young Liddy. Hitler embodied the power of will. Um, so the <sighs> thing is, G. G. Gordon Liddy is somebody who is I, I bet you could just say he was a A little unhinged.
1: He ain't all there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You, one of my favorite uncles would like say something like, "Gee, Mister Liddy, you sure are dumb." (laughs) Um, desperate to contain the scandal during the run-up to the two thousand, yeah, two thousand nineteen seventy-two election, Nixon's aides launched a cover-up with a personal approval and involvement of the president. Mr. Liddy refused to cooperate with prosecutors and Congress and was sentenced in March nineteen seventy three to a twenty year prison term for conspiracy, burglary, illegal wire tra- tapping. Jimmy Carter commuted Liddy's sentence in nineteen seventy seven, and he was released after fifty two months behind bars. Of his own account, Liddy of the Watergate break-in was a product of a culture was a product of the culture wars in the 1960s. The nation was at war not only with externally in Vietnam but internally, he said in his 1980 autobiography Will, which sold more than a million copies. I learned long ago the marxism of Cicero that the laws are imperative inoperative in war and the good of the people is the chief law i don't understand that i don't understand there's a picture of him where it's like he's leaving the courthouse after he's been uh testified the man looks crazed um i'm trying Jeez. to I, so um listen one of the things that sort of drives me crazy is that when rush limbaugh died there was a cacophony of commentary about what kind of a person Rush Limbaugh was. Right. The problem is, is that G. Gordon Liddy passed away and there's hardly anything at all said about him. Now, you can, now, revisiting Watergate and some of the things that I've learned in studying about Watergate, and what Nixon did, and Nixon's justification for all of it, is that Nixon believed that everybody does this. Republicans break into Democrat headquarters and vice versa. Democrats wage war against Republicans in a battle of words and innuendos and false accusations. And the Republicans do the same thing and we're seeing the same we're seeing the same thing occur on social media whereas if somebody does not belong to the correct political party you have to destroy that person you either have to break them down and get them to join you and, and see the error of your ways mm-hmm. and if you're not on if you're not if you're not a part of their political party you're the problem Every, we need everybody to vote and give my party that's in office a supermajority and we and we will not know peace and prosperity until every until everybody in office belongs to the correct political party
1: so politics in america can be summed up but that by that scene in the pirates of the caribbean where all of the pirate captains are sitting around the table and each one votes for themselves and then when jack sparrow votes for elizabeth swan everyone goes bullshit saying that he should vote for them (laughs) yeah pretty much is that what i'm hearing (laughs) that's
0: what that's what that's what you're hearing and the thing and um in 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 reading this book called postgate by john o'connor and i'm trying to get him on the show the entire premise of all of this is that In the realm of journalism and politics, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So long as that person is useful, as soon as that person is no longer useful, they will cut this person loose. Mark felt was an FBI agent. I think he was second in charge of the FBI, and he saw what he thought was horrible crimes against the country, anti anti anti-constitutional despicable he took it upon himself to speak to reporters under the cloak of anonymity to say follow the money see where this thing leads the problem that i have with the entire watergate scandal and i'm not and by the way I, but this is by no means saying that i agree with nixon wholeheartedly um i do ag- I've watched Roger Stone's documentary about himself on Netflix. There is a sense that the ends justify the means. Do on to others before they do on to you. You know they're spying on you, so you better be spying on them. You know that they're tapping their phone, your phones, and you know that they're reading your mail. You better do the same yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that what the partisan politics that we're seeing now, which has become so divisive, and I think is, well, no, I don't think, I know is destroying the country, can be followed as far back as, as far back as I think Watergate. Watergate was a watershed moment, as it were. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like it proved to people who are reporters. You can not only report the news, but you can become the news and you can change history. You can change well, you can the course.
1: Dictate, you can dictate the conversation, dictate you, the news.
0: You can dictate the news.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's just Watergate. Um, I remember seeing an interview with, what's his name, Peter Jennings, I think it is, yeah. um, wherein he said one of the things he loves about being a newsman is that he can give people his perspective on current events. That's not the job of a reporter.
0: That's a, that's a job of a commentator.
1: Right. And Peter Jennings was not a, a commentator. That is not how he was billed. That is not how they discussed his the show. That wasn't how he he was presented. And it that, I think, I think the Vietnam War, when they reported that we lost the Tet Offensive, which we didn't, and they literally lied to Americans, and then you combine that with Deep Throat, I think that is when the media went off the rails. That's when they betrayed their fourth estate, if you will. I don't think it was just Watergate. I think Watergate was part of it, but I think the Vietnam War and their reporting of it had just as much to do with it. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, you look at somebody like Edward R. Morrow and everything that he did and he accomplished and, and that he fought against McCarthyism and that he said, look, this, this is wrong. We need to stop this. We need to stop this witch hunt. And he did not participate and he did not agree to outing people who may or may not have been communists.
1: Right. And. <sighs> the whole mccarthyism era a lot of people get wrong the government only prosecuted what maybe a half dozen to a dozen people right. right which doesn't sound like much but when you consider that they were talking to hundreds and hundreds of people maybe a dozen getting prosecuted is not a big deal yeah the blacklist that infamous blacklist that everyone hears about that uh, from that era was created, and moderated, and set in place by Hollywood. Yeah, because the theater, the the um, the movie studios did not want to have a cloud over them, right? And isn't that what we're seeing right now? Conservatives like Gina Carano are getting well. The woke term now is canceled, but they're they're getting fired. Yeah. Because they have the wrong political beliefs. Isn't that exactly what was done during McCarthyism? Yeah. And does that mean that it's okay now to fire somebody because of their political beliefs? Because I got to be honest, my CEO of the company I work for is a, he's left wing. And he interjects his left wing politics into a lot of public company meetings, not public, but, you know, the all hands meetings and stuff. And I told my boss at one point, because we used to talk politics frequently, you know, he's a lefty, I'm a righty. And, you know, we would talk politics because we had a mutual respect for each other and it never devolved into name calling. Well, other than the fun kind of name calling, like I can't believe you're an idiot, that kind of thing. But. It never got personal. And I told him after one company meeting, look, I'm not going to talk politics anymore. And he asked me, why not? He's like, you know, it doesn't bother any of us. I'm like, yeah, but I'm afraid if it gets out, I might lose my job. Right. He's like, "Oh, I don't think you have anything to worry about. And then I'm like, all right, well, still, it's just a decision I'm making. It's right. me. He's like, all right. So then we had another meeting. And in the middle of the meeting, when he started, when the CEO started talking politics, I text messaged my boss and said, this is why.
0: The, yeah.
1: And he was like, you know, once it was pointed out to him, to his credit was like, oh, yeah, that's that's not cool.
0: This, yeah. No, it's not. cool." And, and here's the thing. I don't get into political fights and political arguments at my the day job. Yeah. Because the thing, first of all, nobody ge- nobody cares who I voted for. Honestly, nobody cares who I voted for. It's not relevant to how are we going to take this, this, these pieces of plastic and make a medical product. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody, nobody cares what I think about in regards to the JFK assassination. Right. No, nobody cares about what I think is on the far side of the moon when we have to find enough product to finish this run by the end of the day. Nobody cares. And I have actually had to tell somebody. I literally told somebody to please just stop chatting. Because when I say I, I do a podcast and I discuss and often debunk conspiracy theories, this woman went, went on a crazy crusade trying to convince me that we never landed on the moon what the hell does that have to do with how many bags of product are we going to ship out this afternoon and the thing is is that i can get mean and nasty when it comes to and i don't want that to bleed into my job at work um if, if i i do not want to get into a fight with somebody about who was e howard hunt and why he matters and why e howard hunt is the connection between the jfk assassination and the watergate break-in and how the two are somehow related because the thing is is that then you start getting into this like this this weird territory where people start taking sides right i don't i i don't want to work with eric because he didn't vote for hillary clinton Right. Why would you want to get into that? Why would you want to discuss that? And but yet at the same time, if I start talking to people about Watergate, there are people who are under the age of 40 who have no idea what the hell I'm talking about.
1: Right. They somehow relevance. Why should I care?
0: Somehow Watergate is, is a sequel to a really bad science fiction movie that Kevin Costner made in the mid 90s. No, that was Waterworld. I'm sad. I was being facetious. I
1: know, I know, I know.
0: But, the, but, he, but here's the other problem. Kids don't know what Watergate is or was or why it's important. And where are you going to turn to to educate kids about Watergate? Are you going to show them the movie All the President's Men with Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman? It's a fantastic film. It's an incredible movie. It's slightly flawed and a little biased.
1: Your sarcasm is underwhelming. Right. It's also not historically accurate.
0: No. There are aspects to the movie that is glosses over certain aspects of what really happened. Yep. Um, there's the other aspect to all of this um the other the other part of this or the let me just let me just see if i can if i can say this correctly and um there's a there was a the, the Steven Spielberg movie that um that was made or released maybe 2 years ago the post perfectly demonstrated why vietnam was such a huge and i'm going to use it it was just a huge milestone for for the realm of politics, whereas newspaper reporters became political activists, where uh, um, reporters and newspapers could actually not just report the news, but take part in the news. The fact that the Washington Post wanted to publish the Pentagon Papers or... Um, Talk about what Daniel Ellsberg had discussed when he was working at the Pentagon. That was an important part of history. I think that the American people deserve to know what was really going on in Vietnam. And and what people like um, Lyndon Johnson and Richard Nixon were saying. What did Robert McNamara really say behind the scenes? I thought thought that was very important. But it's like the thing is, like if you give a mouse a cookie, once newspapers made a name for themselves by becoming these political activists, you can't put that genie back in the bottle.
1: Right. Once Woodward and Bernstein went down in history for taking down an American president, now the media was like, oh, wow, I want to do that. I want to go down in history like that. Yeah. But then they got partisan with it as well. They only wanted to take down Republican presidents. They didn't care or even look too closely at any Democrat president, which is why the news media right now is so biased. And anyone who thinks the media is not biased because you agree with the bias they have, our media is biased. There is a little, there is some that is biased right. There is the majority that is biased left. Yeah. And Right now, a lot of people are actually kind of agreeing with that. When I say a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people who discuss the media are comfortable with saying that. Like, for example, what's his name? Mahar? Um, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. He fully admits that. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a left wing bias in the media. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Bill Maher's positions politically. But I am a big fan of him, his honesty in the way he deals a bit. He comes right out and says, I'm a lefty. I like that. Yeah. Because you, you're being honest and you're letting people know where you're coming from. It's why you and I will just flat out admit, yeah, we're, we're right wing. Right. Because you as the audience are better off knowing where we're coming from than thinking that we have delusions of no bias.
0: No, I, I do have certain biases. Oh, absolutely. I do have a bias. and I completely right. admit that because here, I have had these real world experiences. This is what I have done in the real world. This is what I have experienced. This is what I experienced when I butted heads with the local and state government. This is yep. what I when, this, is, this is what I encountered when I was homeless for two and a half years. This is what really goes on behind closed doors in restaurants. This is what really goes on in just name any field that I've worked in. Right. And when people say to me, oh, no, no, it's not like that. No, it is exactly like that. I remember having a heated discussion with one of my in-laws when we were talking about how Bob Geldof was not able to get all the food that he bought. From uh, uh, from Live Aid and and Band Aid because of the corrupt governments in those African countries, and one of my in laws is no, that's not true. I I can't argue with that, even even though it's like I spent two or three weeks working on a story for the local paper in the early nineties about this topic, about what really happened with the money that was raised by Bob Geldof. And this guy's going to say, oh, no, that's not true. What's the fucking point in having a conversation with somebody like that? Whereas people are so freaking indoctrinated and and they, what, what they see in the news is somehow the truth. And that's not that's not his fault. That's not his fault that he thought that I was making shit up about what happened with all the money that Bob Geldof raised. It's the fact that right. he was presented with a story by the news. Oh, this is this is a good news story. This is oh, this, you you can't crap on that. And yeah, I, you know what? I can crap on it because I'm willing to go to different news outlets and and read the story as it's presented by other people, so I can make up my own decision.
1: Right, you make up your own mind. And the the thing is too that a lot of people don't or won't think about is that just because how to phrase this just because you read about it in a newspaper doesn't mean that it's first of all the truth and second of all that it's not being written for some other means right so like people say oh i read it in the paper okay that's nice what political acts does that paper have to grind right well they don't they're a newspaper oh yes yes they do in fact that's now a foregone conclusion that newspapers do have biases and they write things for particular reasons just on today's show as we're recording this we mentioned two articles that look like they've been written to promote a particular political message. Right. Right? So, yes, Dorothy, there is, in fact, bias in the news media. Yes, you cannot trust the news media because they want you to think a certain way about certain events. So that is why if you are not familiar with the Hunter Biden laptop story as anything other than a possible Republican um, smear campaign, Yeah, you are, in fact, incorrect on that. And it's not to say that there aren't elements of it that weren't sensationalized, than it really was. You and I have discussed this in great detail trying to find out yeah. what those... Just how legitimate all of that was. You know, it. It's, it's infuriating because you talk to people and some people will say they're well-informed. Well, if you don't know that the media is biased, you're not possibly well-informed right. because you haven't been paying close enough attention to realize something that is literally right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So don't come to me. And say that I'm listening to the wrong news media or, you know, you can't trust Fox News. Well, I don't, in fact, trust Fox News. Right. Neither do I trust CNN. Neither do I trust MSNBC. Neither do I trust any of the other media outlets out there. Will you listen to people like Ben Shapiro? Yes, I do. It doesn't mean I agree with everything he says. There's a lot about Ben Shapiro that I think makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about Ben Shapiro I think doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. It's called thinking for yourself, and I wish more people would give it a shot every once in a while. You know, and why it we used to teach remember critical thinking? That was something big when we were in school. You have to be you have to have be able to think critically about anything. What is someone telling you and why are they telling you that? They don't teach that anymore. That phrase, critical thinking, was not part of my children's lexicon from school. And when was, when did that become okay to not be a critical thinker or an independent thinker? Right. It's very telling to me that our education system doesn't, is not putting as much of value on critical thought as it used to. You know, it's all about the party line. Well, sometimes the party's wrong. Right. You know, and like... My kids growing up were raised in the LDS church, and there was a lot of people that were saying, you can't judge people, you can't judge people. And I, once they were old enough to understand the complexities of thought, said, actually, you have to judge people, and you judge people all the time. Yep. Because you have to judge whether or not there's someone you can trust. You have to judge whether there's someone you want to spend time with. You, want to, you have to judge whether that's someone you want in your life. We judge people all the time, and we have to judge people all the time. I'm not going to get into complexities as to why that's a message in in specifically Christian churches, because it's irrelevant to the conversation, but why are we allowing our children to be taught and instructed in such a way that they are supposed to just listen to the authority figure. One of the problems, one of the things like with um, Common Core, for example, that a lot of people kind of railed against, at least in this state, was they're they're teaching our children to trust teachers more than their parents. Because if you can't help your child because they changed how math works or the way they were teaching math. Right. If you can't help your child with their homework, now the child is becoming more dependent upon an institution. That institution is the school system, which means they're going to believe anything that comes from an institution more than what comes from an individual. Yeah. So therefore, if an institution like, say, a biased news media says something and your parents who were raised with critical thinking do not think that that's true, you're going to blow off your parents' opinions because they couldn't even help you with your math homework in second grade. What do they know? Yeah. And at the time, I thought that was kind of an extreme position to have on, on it. But as I get older, I'm realizing that's a valid point. I don't think that was by design when they came up with Common Core. I don't think they literally had that as an intention of part of Common Core and the way it was, the curriculum was written. Because I also have two family members, my brother and sister, both involved in schools. One is a physical therapist. She deals with kids who, you know, they have a hard time tying their shoes or whatever. You know, so she does. She's not necessarily a teacher, but she's in the school system. My brother's an English teacher. And one of the things he was complaining about was he actually got reprimanded because he was actually expecting kids to read the books in english class and he was he was asked the question they sh- they can get everything they need from the cliff notes he said no they can't because part of the reason why we do book reports is so that you can extract information and figure out what the theme is on your own so you're learning how to cr- how to read and gather that information on your own rather than relying on someone else to tell you what's there. And it frustrated him to no extent. And he, by the way, is left wing. So there are people on both sides of the political aisle who think that our education system has issues, you know, and we could get into that. That's a whole different topic. But the point is, and the, the salient point to this discussion is that we have a media that wants people to all follow through with a certain mindset and we call it woke yeah right that's the woke mindset that the phrase we used to describe it and it's in our movies and if you don't like the movies because you're not woke it's because if you're not woke you're now a an ist of some sort a misogynist a racist a ageist a sexist whatever right Because you're not allowed to have your own thoughts on the matter. Yeah. And that is a big issue for us as a society. Is this acceptable? Do we want a bunch of automatons who all have the same opinions because that's what, you know, they, whoever the fuck they are? Yes. Because that's what they teach.
0: That's what they want. That's what they need. They need you to believe the narrative.
1: And And isn't that how is that any different than what's happened in any dictatorship over the years
0: it's exactly how it has happened and this is this is the problem that i'm having especially with doing this podcast or or, or not doing the specific episode but doing the Fedora chronicles radio show's news of the week with jason cuzino specifically
1: mm-hmm.
0: and running the website and posting links to interesting stories on our Facebook group, okay? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we get labeled as being, quote, the bad guy, unquote, because we will discuss interesting things and that we will question the narrative or, or, or the automatic conclusions that have been pushed upon us by the mainstream media. And whenever we do... A, a, a topic we have a show page and what i try to do is i always put every article that i read about this specific topic on the show page so that you can go and you can read for yourself what we read and see if you can get the same conclusion or different conclusion and look, and we leave the channel open for you to come and, and interact with us. You can send us an email and say, this is what you guys got, right? This is what you got wrong. Many times people listen to the podcast and that they'll give me like a word or two of encouragement. And then they will go on with the rest of their lives, which is pretty much how I I, I like it for the most part. The problem that I have is that I will spend hours upon hours reading about a specific topic. Just for the sake of argument, I will take the lab leak hypothesis and I actually read the medical journals that I get that discuss this certain aspect of the the corona pandemic of of 2019 2020 2021 and that there are certain things that you can you simply cannot discount you cannot discount the fact that that this virus first appeared in the same city blocks away from where they are doing experiments gain-of-function experiments on coronaviruses you can't you, you cannot discount the fact that this pandemic began blocks away from the wuhan institute of virology i have I, there are there are people who are quote more educated unquote than i am who are fighting me tooth and nail on this saying that i'm buying into the propaganda from fox news we don't have cable we don't watch fox news i actually avoid posting links to fox news for that very reason i'm talking about the actual medical journals i have people who are telling us that throughout the entire world We are probably somewhere within the top 10 or the top five most reliable news sources and commentary on the lab leak hypothesis because we are thorough. Even though that this is a hobby, we are very, very thorough. And when we say something, we believe it because we've looked at the evidence. We are not buying into the narrative from one news organization. The problem is there are other people out there who don't have the time to do this kind of research that we do. And on top of that, our good friend John Pica has done a video on how to monetize your podcast. Here's the problem. The minute I start taking money from somebody else, To help us pay for the podcast, they automatically feel as if they have the right to tell us what we can and can't say. One of the reasons why I bring up Watergate and the passing away of G. Gordon Liddy, and you and I probably don't agree on this, Jay, I believe that that started something. I believe that, that activism, activist journalism began either in the Vietnam War and became a powerhouse or a phenomenon that cannot be stopped with Watergate. And I I really encourage a lot of our listeners to go back and spend some time and and reread or read for the first time what actually happened in Watergate. Go and watch all the president's men. Read the book Postgate by and I got to make sure that I got this guy's name right because I want cuz you know, we're going to have him on the show by John O'Connor. Mm-hmm. And ask yourself have have we all, as a society, as a country, been duped by the Fifth Estate? And then get back to us, because I think we're in a lot of trouble. I think that because because of our news media, I think we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and I think I think that we I think we I think all of us as a collective need to start looking at the news the same way that <laughs> the same way that you look at facebook posts on social media i mean how how you look at social media posts on april fools like <laughs> you read something on facebook or on twitter on april fools your first gut reaction is i got to verify before i <laughs> comment on that to make sure that it's a real news story you should treat right. every day like it's April Fool's.
1: <laughs> right?
0: So before I let you go, I mean, are, are, are we on target? Are we? No,
1: we're, we're good. Okay. I got to I gotta get going soon.
0: Yeah, I always do this to you. I say, do you have time for one more news story? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I'm not right now. I actually don't. All right. I'll talk to you later, Jay.
0: Thank you so All much right. for another great recording session.
1: Thank you. This is always fun.
0: Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, chronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page. patreoncom Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for five dollars a month, you get all that and at-shirt and coffee mug of your choice terms and conditions apply thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing you can also support the show and show off your incredible impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com store slash chronicles the theme songs for the show are royal flush and Black Cabaret by All of Musique. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright, The Fedora Chronicles, 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host, Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King Fisk, signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and Fedoras on. I'm sorry, did you say this is the Department of Social Security? Okay. Oh, my God. Tell me what's wrong.
2: Uh, now, this is Officer Eric Shaw with the Federal Batch ID 31926. Now, I believe I'm speaking with Mr. Eric first.
0: Yeah. How did you, how did you get my number?
2: Uh, now, I'm from the federal government. I have all your records in front of me. Now, I can see the zip code at your current mailing address at 03461. That's your zip code.
0: Yeah, so tell me tell me more about what's going on.
2: Now, Mr. First, the reason that you were contacted by my department because there are some legal enforcement actions are being filed against your social security number. Now, let me tell you that we have also gotten an order from the courthouse to suspend your current social security number at right this moment. The reason is because there are some suspicious activities that are taking place under your identity in the state of Texas, So what about that?
0: In the state of Texas, that's correct.
2: Right.
0: What what did I do in the state of Texas?
2: Uh, there are some criminal activities that have been taking place under your name. Really? Are you aware about all these criminal activities?
0: N- t- no. Tell me more. Tell me, tell me about the crazy. Tell me more about the crazy things I've been doing in Texas.
2: Uh. Just can you help me to verify your nine-digit social security number before I go ahead? I need to make sure you are the correct person.
0: No, you have it. You have it. You you see it right there on your screen.
2: So before that, just you need to verify me your nine-digit or else I'll take you out.
0: I'm sorry, you're breaking up. What did you say again?
2: Uh, Just can you verify me with the nine-digit or else I need to go ahead and hang up this line.
0: I just I want to know what am I doing? What am I doing in Texas? Because because the, the thing is, if if you're from Social Security and you know all this information, that that you already have my number. Yeah, why, why you know what? Why don't you read it to me? Why don't you read it to me and I'll tell you if it's correct.